Hello, and welcome to the Oh My God podcast season two with myself, Zelda Volkov-Lebowitz, and my co-host, Hannah Rachel Cohen Portnoy. In season one, the podcast aimed to talk about success in the face of failure, modern Judaism, and real life. Season two will deliver that same message, but even more potently. Myself and Hannah Rachel have individually and collectively been challenged by the Jewish system we grew up in. Through our evolution, through our questions, our failures, mistakes, and heartbreaks, we have begun to untangle much of what was keeping us in survival mode so that we could truly be set free to thrive. This is what we'll dissect each week with you. The journey, the Jewish journey, real, raw, and vulnerable, because that is the only thing that can truly change lives and maybe even save them. You're just one episode away from being more honest with yourself. Come on and listen. Hanala Fela Karel is a musician, singer, songwriter, producer, and recording engineer. As a young artist determined to share her songs with the world, she quickly discovered a host of challenges that nearly derailed her from her dream of becoming a performer. She now has a thriving music career, an incredible podcast called The Weekly Squeeze, and she utilizes her greatest gift, music, to sing Hashem's praises to every inch of this beautiful earth. She's here today to talk to us about being self-taught and self-actualization, dealing with professional pressure in any industry, and so much more. Thank you, Hanala. This is Hanala, and she's on our host. We're really, she's on our podcast. We're really excited to have you here, Hanala. I'm Can also share- a host, by the way. I'm also a host. Look. You're also a host. I know. I yeah, I'm also a host. <laughs> yes. So it was a little funny. I'll, I'll let you guys drive the conversation. I tend to just, you know, want to control the situation because when you have a show, like you're constantly speaking and you have to deliver, but I'll let you guys drive the show <laughs> and I will be a happy interviewee for a change. That's actually a good point that you mentioned because sometimes when we're so in our element, like we're a giver, a doer, a talker, it's actually so challenging to then like, I, I feel the same because I'm also like that. I'm always um, attacking the conversation and like <laughs> always steering it. And like, it's actually so hard, but it's it's challenging, but it's so good for me that I have a co-host also, Hannah Ruffles. Right. So she helps me, she helps me sit in the backstage sometimes, sometimes. Well, listen, when people want to hear you know, from Rachel and Zelda, they'll turn into the Oh My God podcast. When people want to hear from Hanala, they'll turn into the Weekly Squeeze podcast. So today yes, it's exactly. your show. And I, I just want to say before we even jump into it, my mother is such an avid listener. I don't think she's missed one episode. And I called her today and I said, Ma, guess whose show I'm doing? So I'm doing the Oh, oh My God podcast. And she's like, what? I love that girl. I love Zelda. The work that she's put into herself, the growth. Wow. She is so real. She's just a wow. fan. So Honestly, you have fans of all ages. Lot. That so means true. a lot to me because, you yeah. know, even, even when when we feel like we're in alignment or we feel like we're, we're, tra- we're, we're going along and we're doing the work and we're growing it every day is a new day that we could choose to, you know, fall into our, our challenges and fall into the tough times and fall into the anxiety. And I literally battled it this morning. I shared a lot about it on my stories, but it's so, it's such a good feeling to hear that, you know, that the work that I'm doing is not for nothing. I know that it's not for nothing for myself, but putting myself out there is also not for nothing and people benefit. Oh, you don't even realize my, my mother is my mother. I mean, she's not in our generation and she soaks up all these 
all the messages and all the growth and and it's it's not it's not an age thing it's a frame of mind it's it's just you know it's a soul connection and like don't underestimate the the reach you have just sharing your day-to-day struggles i mean it's 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 good stuff thank you what's so great about this podcast is also that it's more of a conversation so it's not as much of an interview even though it ends up being interview like as we'd like it to be a conversation because every guest that we have on is so powerful and has so much information and insight for our listeners so we really enjoy am the I your first singer am i your first singer songwriter comedian we are you um, are you are you are i'm not i feel a little under like uh, underqualified. I don't have a PhD. I don't have any licenses. <laughs> I'm not a doctorate. I, you know, that song I sing, I don't have a license. I don't need a degree. So I wrote it years ago when I was single. And I mean, to this, I was just married. I talk, it didn't have a license or a degree. I went through the system. I went to seminary and then I went into music. And sometimes like I made a LinkedIn account, which I've since closed because it was just not my scene. And they were like, <laughs> where did you go to school? And I'm like, uh, Landa yeshiva till sixth grade <laughs> face rifka till 11th and then i went to Kfar Chabad. <laughs> so uh-huh. i always feel like uh, a little bit of that imposter syndrome like i have no uh you know professional education but i do consider myself a professional whatever it is that i am so you know i just try i to love that too. you are professional and every person has so much to share and i think so, so more and more we're seeing how many very strong and powerful individuals and successful individuals actually don't have higher education, you know? So I guess so. I guess so. It feels to me like every time, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, which I'm sure you girls do too. So many women are like, I mean, uh, just out there in the world. I was listening to Rachi Fryer on the Living L'Chaim podcast. She's a EMT and she's a a judge. And I was like, you went to medical school and law school. (laughs) Like, Wow. wow. Talk about like, you know, respect. But right. yeah, that is a good point because at the end of the day, you know, one, one of us is not enough. Like it's the whole, right. you know, I think it's, I think, I think certification and getting accredited and all of those accolades are beautiful and incredible. And I would definitely never underestimate their purpose because sure. we need professionals and we need people that get through the get through all of the process to get those certifications. But the, the issue that arises is when people are just going with the stream, they're going with the flow, like everyone's getting a degree. Okay. I have to become a doctor. I have to become this. And then they, they, they realize they turn around at 30, 40, whatever. And they're like, I don't like law at all. I don't like medic medicine at all. Like this is so well, the not- question is, what what's on what what is what are the options for women in general you know and and for our daughters and are we you know going to push them to be creatives which could be more of a struggle i'm a creative uh, technically or officially and it's really challenging sometimes of course i don't have the long hours that lawyers do i also don't have the paycheck that lawyers do but you know and but there are perks in in my line of work and a lot of beautiful things that i've experienced because of what i do um, but at the end of the day every well, every everything comes with its own peckle. So the question is, what are you prepared to sacrifice? How much work are you willing to put in? What are your priorities? Is your priority having a good time? Is your priority making a lot of money? So these are real questions that we didn't have in high school because we weren't encouraged to go into you know into higher education. I, we didn't have that conversation when I was in high school. I know that. Right. So nobody ever asked me what. I was planning on being, it wasn't even, it was just, no one ever asked me. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. No one ever asked me, what I are you going to be when you thing. grow up? 
But I thought I have the also the issue because- is like to remember not to feel bad about ourselves if we don't have the accolades, you know? And I think that was kind of like the point that we were driving before is that like, yes, it is important to be certified. It is doctors and lawyers and all professions are very, very needed and important. But it's if we don't have not to get into that mindset of like, oh, you know, not to feel bad about ourselves. And I think totally. Like- and now it's yeah, it's a modern world. I always tell people I go to you, I attend YouTube University, it's free, it's available 24 hours a day. <laughs> you can learn yeah. from the best of the best. The best. I mean, you really could. And I've t- learned a tremendous amount from YouTube. Like, I, you know, I, there, the, the I resources think, are there. It's a different world. For sure. Right. The resources are there. The question is, is the drive there? I feel like if it's coming from intrinsic motivation, like when you want to be, you know, the best singer, you want to be the best comedian, you want to, you know, um, inspire those around you to live a life of purpose and meaning and, and faith and Hashem and all that, and it's coming from inside, you're going to put in more work than most. You're going oh, to sit sure. through those long hours Especially, because it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Especially when, when you're in coming from, no, I'm saying especially when it's coming from outside yeah. external um, pressures of like, oh, I need to get into the top, um, you know, school. I need to get it. You know, I need to make it to the dean's list. I need to more from a place of like, I, I just need to get to the top and not necessarily from like serving my inner divine purpose that everything, every late night hour feels like it's going to kill me. You know? Well, it depends. I don't think people could deny if they're naturally competitive or if they, are you know determined to leave a legacy, and that does take a lot of discipline and long hours. You know, someone like B.D. Deitch, for example, she's running professionally, and that takes a lot of legitimate blood, sweat, and tears, and 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 you know, damaged knees, and all kinds of commitments and sacrifices. And right, you know, she is determined to be the best. But there's it's a lot of enjoyment that, in that. It's not because it's her from, parents yeah. said she has to. It's her inner she's motivated right right true 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 but uh, what what I'm trying to point out is that you could love what you're doing you could love succeeding and you can incorporate both so for me it's like I love what I'm doing but I also want to be the best and have the most (laughs) and you know and succeed you are the best I mean, right. I don't know. But what does that I, mean? Know, that's but what a does that thing. mean? The best, but there is no best. There is no competition. There's a best for you. Be better than we were yesterday. Okay. First of all, there is a best. What do you mean? There is no best. I don't no think best. so. I don't. Think okay. So. I think when we're competing, meaning, well, is there two Hanala Felix, two best singers? There isn't. You guys are. There's could be other incredible singers, but they're in a completely different world. They're I know. Battling different things. They're 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 they want. I'm different not saying, things. but I'm not saying I'm not measuring on our our you know respective happiness. So you could say that there's all kinds of singers and, you know, who's living the happiest. That's all that that depends. That depends on how they manage their lives, the choices they make, the work that the inner work that they put in. But then there's the kind of stuff you could judge just, you know, on the fly. How many how many, uh, you know, records does she have? How many followers does she have? How many Spotify downloads does she have? Does she sell anything? Is she making money? Does she do a lot of events? Are people listening to her songs? Are her songs being heard? For example, you know, as a songwriter, the more men singers that sing my songs, the more, you know, the more heard my material is. So I have that professional pressure for myself that I want to have the most songs and I want to have the most albums and I want to have the most success in that way. And yes, that is a feather in my cap when uh, a male singer calls me to write a song for them you know, that, or that I have a course on show business and songwriting that I have a podcast that's doing very, very well. Those are things that they really drive me. Of course I enjoy it, but if I wasn't succeeding, I don't know if, if I would, 
it, it would take away from my happiness. Like it's really part and parcel for me of what I'm doing. Is that surprising? I, I, it's not surprising. I know a lot of people are like that. For me, I know that if I would rate my happiness on the amounts of paid clients I get, on the amounts of listens I get, um, on the amounts of followers I have, I'm always at the risk of depression. Oh, for like sure. Like that to me for is sure. not, is not a, and that, that to me is not a barometer I want to be a part of. That doesn't mean that when we surpassed 10,000 listens, that didn't give me like a really nice pat on the back. But those nice feelings that we get when we achieve those numbers or when we pass a certain threshold, that's like a fleeting joy. It's like a high and it's right, fleeting. Right. Because there's always the next number to, to, to always, a, always. Yeah, you're, in comp you're competing with yourself a hundred percent. I mean, this is, they say, you have, uh, you always want double of what you have. It's, and also yeah. they say, and also, and this is something very, very powerful that I live by. And I'll, you know, anyone who's listening, who's wondering what it might be like to be self-employed, but at the same time have these like endless goals, like the sky's the limit in my personal career. Um, for me, like a very, like this podcast is very much about struggles and how we grow from them and how we deal with them. So for me, the biggest struggle is um, not pursuing the honor and the fame that usually comes with being a celebrity and being a performer. And that's something I don't think people understand I don't think people understand how challenging it is and how how much I beat myself up about it and how much I have to work on myself because it says in Bergevis, if you pursue honor, it runs away from you. And, and right. I'm in the business of getting attention. Like, look at me, hear me sing, you know, be, be I want my fan base to grow. A professional, a successful singer has a huge fan base. You know, you could be the most creative person in the world if you have two people listening to you. Well, only two people are listening to you. Right. So for me, it's a very, very big struggle every single day. Cause like you said, I don't want to get caught up in the numbers. I don't want to obsess about that. But at the same time, that is how I gauge if I'm being successful or not. And part of my success is having people say is, is having people applause. Performers right. have audiences that applause. My entire existence depends on my audience and if they're clapping for me, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do here, like or what we teach anyone like you, you don't also look at it from the perspective of like making others happy meaning it doesn't it sounds to me like that's what you do like you're not necessarily rating yourself and 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 honing in on your own honor it's more of it's more of how can i share my creativity how can i share what i have to with the unique abilities that hashem has gifted me right and how can i inspire others with this how can i make, encourage others? How can I make others happy? And that can be what you measure yourself up against as opposed to like, you know, allowing yourself to like be all cool in the limelight and, oh, me, Hanala Lafelig, you know, like I'm this For great sure. singer. And that's For what it sure. seems to me like you, that's what you do, you know? Okay. So I'll explain to you like this. It's, it's a delicate walk or it's a balance. I walk the line because on the one hand, and this is something that I teach, I have a, a course on show business and I sat down and I put together all the experiences I had over the years and all the challenges that I had, the technical challenges, getting gigs and writing contracts and getting people to pay you. And don't forget, I don't like to, you know, cry about these things, but I am a woman in, on, in an already niche, you know, market, um, a, a niche of a niche. So you can only imagine the inferiority complex that comes with you know, getting paid less, you know, for, for doing just as much, if not more. 
And I worked as hard many years. I remember I remember till today that the first song that Benny Friedman ever put in on his MySpace was a cover of one of my songs. And then now he's this massive superstar. And I'm still like, you know, I'll give you an example. I reached out to a music podcast who and they do interviews about different, you know, with different songwriters. And I said, hey, I would love to be on the show. I've written songs for this one. I've written songs for that one. And they were like, I think you'd be a better fit for Charlene's show. I'm like, Charlene doesn't know anything about music. Why would you why would you why would I have a conversation with Charlene? And I realized he didn't even read the information I had sent him in his mind, like, oh, the, another female will, will she'll go talk to Charlene. And that's like, uh, I'm, and here I am 20, like 20 years in my business. And those moments of like, am I respected? You know, do wow. am I really a professional? You know, am I still an, is it still amateur hour? So, you know, th those are the things that, that like you're saying, you know, it's, it's not it's just crazy. about love very, and hearts and kisses. Right. And, you know, it's like a very personal sometimes. But it's so, actually so crazy because we're taught to live with the Parsha of the week. And like this week's Parsha, we're talking about Benos Salafchad and Moshe Rabbein, you know, they complain. That was last week in Israel, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and they complained. Right. And, yeah. and Moshe went to Hashem and asked Hashem, you know, confirmed with Hashem that he can give them their own piece of land. And Hashem said, uh, yes. So like for me, that's such a testament of equality between, you know what I'm saying? Like, even the fact that there was a question, whatever, is a whole nother story. One second. You want to get into the whole equality conversation now? Are you sure? How much time do you girls have? Because we can talk all night about that. First of all, I want to say, number one, I think your awareness and your 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 acceptance of the reality and not just denying it and pushing it off the rug and saying, yeah, I want, you know, I am in this business for so long and I want the numbers to reflect it. And I want the contracts to reflect it and the, the payments to reflect it. And I think that's 100% um, not only realistic and something that valid. you should try to deserve valid, it. And this yeah, is what valid. you should get. And it's 100% the reality. But I also think that, you know, it's not just um, that we, you know, it's not just with fame that it says, you know, with honor, if you chase it, you're not gonna get it. It's with anything. When you really want love, when you really, when that desperation makes everything um, run away, it's that energy. And it's automatically when we stop chasing it, when we stop wanting it, not because we don't, not because it doesn't feel good, not because love doesn't feel good, not because validation doesn't feel good, but it's because we're going from it, from like the backwards backhand, rather than this is just a default reaction to that energy, meaning I know, when you are sounds... in alignment, when you are in alignment and, right. and, and breathing and feeling that faith and that connection and that, and it reflects in your voice and it reflects in your, um, in your ability to hand over, which is everything that everyone says in the secular day and age as manifestation, when you, it only happens when you really step into that space, that into that alignment, then that honor and that love and the connection and the seats and all that comes as a result. And I just want to, I, want, I believe it so strongly because I see it happen to me all of the time. As soon as I retreat and withdraw and allow my, you know, okay, who's going to want to pay me? There's so many more qualified coaches. There's so many more qualified. As soon as I allow that energy to literally, um, like, what's the word I want to like infiltrate infiltrate my vortex as soon as even a drop like as soon as I even listen to that voice I'm literally disempowered and as soon okay, as I but you have to realize something you have to realize something that uh, uh, from a musician's perspective think about in the guyish world 
you know, the most successful musicians, I would say, I mean, or think about in your brains, I know it's a family friendly show. I don't know if it is or not, but the three vices that musicians have, you know, one of them is rock and roll. So there's, you know, musicians tend to gravitate towards, you know, uh, addictions and and they're always looking for a high and they're, they, they're, they're self-destructive. And it's like the story has been told a million times. We could, we know dozens of singers that, that have taken their, or lost their lives early on in their careers, incredibly talented performers. So I think the challenge for like you're saying, so you're saying if you tap into your inspiration, then you'll, you'll, you'll really be in tune with what matters and why you matter and it'll come from the right place. But you have to understand that when you create and you are in a space where inspiration is key, you cannot create without inspiration. Not only that, you can create without destruction which is something that people don't realize because creation, creating something, we're, we're not Hashem. We don't create yesh ma'ayin. Everything's been created. We create, recreate. So when I create something, I'm breaking the rules. I'm trying to figure out what's a chord that I could put here that hasn't been used before. What's something I could change? What's something I could, you know, mix it up? So it involves a lot of breaking the rules and, and pushing your limits. So it's a very, very emotional and, and very, uh, you know, and, and it's charged with a lot of energy. Now, the question is, is the energy coming from a very holy place because you're singing about Torah and you're inspiring Jewish women? Or is the energy coming from the same place it comes for, from for all the other singers, the ego? Because everyone knows that you're, that 99% of successful artists are pure ego. I mean, think of any artist. They are the, the, the entire world exists because of them. I mean, off the top of your head, you could think of, I mean, if you show up at the Grammys wearing a dress made out of meat, then you are si- simply completely preoccupied with yourself to, to that, you know, to such an extent. So for me, I'm very realistic about that because I'm like, either I'm going to have to go all the way to the extreme and be completely pure and centered and, and inspired from MS and Kedusha. And then yes, everything makes perfect sense. Or, or you know, sometimes it's hard. I have challenges. I'm a human being. I have a Yitzhahara. Like not, sometimes you just go to the other side and the other side is, yeah, ego. And yeah, I want to be successful. And yeah, more and more and more. And why did they succeed? And why does he succeed? And why right. do the men get more, more gigs? It's just like, you know, there's really, it's a very hard line to walk because that's why I have think to- like, having goals, like you said before, like the goals are endless for you, right? So if you can have your set goals, as opposed to use the ticker, you know, as opposed to use the like the likes or the applause as your motivation, right? Which I'm sure you do this already, but then, but then measure against yourself and your own set of goals. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to I do, oh, yeah, right. I'll give <laughs> you. I'll is, give you a great. Go, go ahead, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. no, I was saying like the thing, the the idea of having these two forces, like the good, the divine, our connection to Hashem, our soul and getting connected to our ego and to all of the sitra achra and all of the enticing vices both of these th- both both of both of these forces are real and they are here to affect us in either direction and the the ego side it's so real like everybody including myself who struggles with always connecting to my soul and always doing the right thing because Hashem said it and because it's written in the Torah and because it's 100% my path in order to ascend and in order to grow, but it feels like it's so not because it feels counterproductive so many times. It feels like 
like there's no way that this is my 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 future when this one is ready to give me that and, and it just feels so enticing and so not but the the thing that we have to do that i try to do and this is really what the podcast is all about it's about leaning into our challenges to connect stronger is each challenge is really an invitation and and showing us wait something is misaligned your soul is not in alignment with your direction it's not and if we would get really grounded and i really believe this and i see it again and again if we get aligned with hashem with our soul all our questions begin to fade it's because we we, we start tracking in the wrong direction that our doubts start to grow okay i hear that and it's to- totally true but let me challenge you for a second mm-hmm. first of all whenever you're creating your ego is involved or should be involved because you're an artist, you're an individual, you're bringing your unique perspective. You're, you're bringing your God given talents that he gave you. So for an artist to be completely bottled to themselves, you know, that they might not be inspired to create something that's extremely, you know, amazing. And, and, and like, you know, so there has to, you have to have a healthy sense of self when you're creating. Right. So, okay. Right. So, um, for sure. We have to have a healthy sense of self, but we also have guidelines to help us know when we're going a little too much. Like, I really I mean, feel like even, even, within a marriage, even, more, even further, I actually think our soul is a guiding path for us. So if we are tuning into the messages, that guiding path, that soul message, that Hashem voice within us, I actually think there's so much inspiration that comes from that mess, that voice, that message which is divine ultimately. And I, uh, yes, 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 yes. But a hundred percent, I'm with you all the way. And I get this and I, and, and I work on myself and I, you know, and I also constantly tell myself like, you know, this is not even about me. This is about the message of Yiddishkeit. And when I get messages from, you know, I'm in corresponding now with a uh, Giyaris, a woman who's working on becoming Giyaris in Montana. And she messages me to tell me that, just through Instagram alone and following my account and some of, you know, some of my friends and some of, you know, some of our accounts and our peers, she's so inspired. She just cannot wait to be converted through orthodoxy because she just wants to be part of this community. And like, I recognize that I might throw up a little video of me singing. And for her, it's like, you know, like oxygen all the way in Montana, like something Jewish for her neshama. It's so, so rich and, and deep. And, and sometimes I'm even like surprised how, you know, like my songs are, are bigger than me. They've become separate from me. You know, my song, I dive in, I hear they, they sing it in a school play. And I'm like, they probably, these girls don't even know, know who I am, but the song exists and the song means something to them. So all, I get constant reminders. And my mother also, my mother, God bless her. She's always telling me it does n- none of this. Every it, Remember what matters, the emails, the connections, the people, the inspiration, you're going to be re- reward, rewarded in the world to come. A million percent, a million percent agree. However, um, again, when it comes to being a professional musician, a singer, a performer, um, it's extremely um, easy to fall into the pattern of thinking that it's because you deserve it, you are so talented, you put the work in, and getting um, um, drunk on the on the feedback, on the applause, on the constant, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing, and that's what I, that's what I need. That's what I get. Likes on Instagram. Uh, you know, people message me. I love your song. I play it over and over. I'm obsessed. It's amazing. You're amazing. It's never like, thank you so much for, 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 for finishing my accounting. And you know, you got us a $3,000 tax return, but you know what I mean? It's right. always like, you are amazing. You, that's your voice, you, 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 you. 
But the thing is, like, we know, we all know that Instagram is a lie. As much as we want to be authentic, as much as I don't I think want, it's a I lie. Talk, I don't like I that. I don't myself. like. I don't agree. No, because, I don't agree. I'll, I'll, I'll share what I'm. Hold on, I have to go right now on Instagram and tell people that we're doing. All, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Lie, what, I, what, yeah. what I'm trying to say is that I believe that I try to share from a really authentic, sincere place because exactly. I know I that find there is a authentic. way. Right, because I know that if there is a way to help inspire growth and change, that's the only way. However, even though even though this morning I literally talked about how I was so triggered and how I'm, you know, talking about anxiety and pain and frustration and I and I just want to retreat in those moments and stay in bed, as much as I share it, it's still not the same as literally seeing me angry, frustrated, screaming at my kids. Most of the time, I'm more in a Zen mindset, already collected and already calm and already, you know, growing through that experience. So okay. it is skewed. It is skewed a little bit. Even then, you share whatever you're comfortable sharing, exactly how you're comfortable sharing it. Exactly. People choose but, but people how much. know that. But people know that. But what, Why, I, what, what, well, what I'm trying to say here is that at the end of the day, all of the likes and all of the amazing messages that I get and you get and we all get you know, you're helping me grow and you're amazing and continue spending and it's beautiful. And sometimes it's literally the exact thing that I need to help me, you know, send another message. However, I know because I speak to myself all day, every day, whether it's on a meditation mat or whether it's on my run or whatever it is, I speak to my, I know what I'm capable of. I know what you're when holding, there's, you know what you're holding, right. And I know when there's no alignment. And I know that when I talk bullshit and when, when, when my action speaks way louder, and, and in reality, if I can't compose myself and be listen, you know, listening air because my husband wants something and instead I'm just shouting at him, I know that there's a but, lack. I know but, that there's a missing But your piece. audience doesn't know. In other words. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, is even when, no, but what I'm saying is even when the messages come in and I could take it from ego and be like, whoa, I'm amazing. Who am I fooling? I know where I'm holding. I know that I still have so much more to go. And I know that all of that, 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 um, glamour and all of the real real light and 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 beauty is waiting for me to align those are the missing pieces when i'm looking in the mirror and saying wow why did i have to why did i have to um you know why couldn't i compose myself why couldn't i control myself why couldn't i listen and breathe i know that when i will be there when i will step into that that's my work in order to see shafa and abundance come in because my action, in order for Chef and Abundance to come in, it's not just, okay, I, I, I call the accountant, I make a corporation, I post videos, and then one, two, three comes in. It comes in when my energy is stepping into that. And my energy steps into that when those missing pieces are not there anymore because that's how much I am manifesting it because that's how much mm -hmm. I believe it. It's not just a belief, it's an action. But I also 100%. want to add, it's not going to never be there. It's not going to never be there because we all have our characteristics, but it's how quickly we can bounce back from the situ, from whatever the, from the fall. I think that's also like an important factor. Yes. Alignment a hundred percent, but that sounds very perfectionist, perf like perfectionist, which is not a reality right. that exists. You know, we're always right. in progress. Mode. Like it doesn't just click into place. It's just constant. Right. It's a constant. No, it clicks you know? into place, but then we could fall out. It's a very good point. Right. How right. quick are we, we getting back into that cycle or how long are we allowing that negative feeling of like, oh my gosh, why couldn't right. I control myself? To this, is a very deep, this is a very deep conversation. I thought we were going to be talking about from women have faces <laughs> and all the controversy. And we're like so deep <laughs> into the, into the, in, 
you know, in the kishkas of self-work. I love it. Seriously. It's, 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 this it's, is, it's yeah, all I need to hear. Yeah. Go on, ladies. I'm all ears. Teach me. Teach me. <laughs> no, this is Wise what, women. what we try to do within ourselves, but also with these conversations to show. Um, that's why it's called the Oh My God podcast, because it's showing us people who like they look up to a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these successful people in their respective fields. And they're like, oh, they achieved success because they're just successful because they have luck because they did something that I don't have or whatever. But really it's not true. Usually one, like I would say hundred percent of the time, successful people, if they're actually present and mindful along with their success, not something that just like sort of happens to them by fluke, but when they're, and therefore it's sustainable success, then they are, leaning into their challenges and they're allowing their challenges to actually propel them and fuel their growth. Well, so a lot of art, a lot of artists will write a song that's, you know, this is the, almost a cliche. They'll write a song that's based on their heartache and their break. Taylor Swift made a career out of singing about her, her bad relationships and the things she learned from them. So I'm not right. saying that's that, that it could, it works. It actually works when you're in a, in a creative, you know, field, yeah. like you could, channel the the growth and the change and the ups and downs but again like you said earlier if it's fake and you're not you know you're not where you're not quite there so you're you, yes people could hear your song and yes people could be inspired and you know i'll have people tell me that something really really touched them and i'll think wow when i was writing that song i wasn't even in such a good headspace or it didn't necessarily mean what i thought it would end up meaning to people um but personally you're saying for, for my own well-being, for my own, you know, emotional health and spiritual growth, knowing that my true value doesn't come from the likes and the applause and the audience. It's, it's from right. how I behave in my, in my personal space and how I, you know, my self-respect, my relationship with Hashem, you know, that, that's something that, that is part of this whole package that is Hanalah the singer. It's not just right. the performer. It's also the person who is putting on the performance? Who is she when she is off stage? Right. And it's aligning those parts. It's making that 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 entity, in my opinion, one. The part of you that's a performer, the part of you, your emotional part, the part of you, your spiritual part. Essentially, in the way I see life, is that all parts of us that we so badly want to divide and be like, oh, this is my face over here. And that's that's where all the problems arise. Because the hardest thing in life is to align all parts of ourselves into one mission. We, we have one body for a reason. We don't have masks. We have one face. We have one body. And the way we show up at work, the way we show up in the family, the way we show up with our friends, the way we show up um, on stage has to be one because that is what authenticity is. Yeah, it is said, what, what is a sign of happiness? When what we say, what we feel, and what we do is all in alignment. That is exactly. really ultimately true happiness. Obviously, we know that there's, you know, a but there, but, but but I have to put the show in show business, which is right. And, and the truth is, when I when I've gotten up on stage and I, I think to myself, literally 20 minutes ago, I was on my knees giving the kid a bath, like, you know, frantic about this, frantic about that, making sure everything is in order. And now I'm wearing sequins on stage and I'm performing it on the star. I once had a kid ask me, how did you get to this event? Do you have a private airplane? I'm thinking, are you kidding? My husband dropped me off at the corner and told me he'll pick me up in an hour. <laughs> so it's going to be further from the truth. So there is like a healthy, you know, um, facade that you could create, you know, a professional layer or so be it. But I think that once you get into the performance mode, let's say you can't fake your energy when you're exercising, you have to warm up and get into it at some point and actually put, you know, 
So when I get up on that stage, if I'm broken inside or if I'm not in a good headspace, I won't engage with the audience the same way. I won't I won't relate with them the same way and I won't um, respect them the same way because usually when you're in depressed or in a bad state of mind, there is a lot of anger. And when there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of people to blame. And when you're blaming people, everybody could be a victim, including your audience who maybe didn't make you famous enough, didn't make you rich enough, didn't like your stuff enough. You know, sometimes I feel a little resentful. My, You might love me, but like my posts, share my stuff. Like, how could you, you know, you're not support that. Be supportive. This conversation could go on forever, forever, but we're literally running out of time. So I do want you to share a message because you're so inspiring. And I I would love for you to- In one minute or less. In one minute or less. Yes. Uh, Throw one at I'll tell you like, all right, I'll tell you like this. First of all, um, women can do it. I'm a very, you know, I've always supported women performers and singers and now more than ever. I mean, with computer, with technology, with, with social media, we can connect, we can inspire and we shouldn't consider social media a threat. You know, the Revol said that everything that we have in this world, we can use, you know, we can elevate for the good. And I really think now more than ever, women are connecting and sharing, you know, messages of, of inspiration and chizuk and, and Tyra. So if you have an inkling that you could create and you could inspire and you could do something that matters and you have a voice that's unique and you have a creative energy and a flair and that you want or you need to channel that in a good space, because if you don't, it can really be self-destructive. I mean, look at the secular world. But if you can channel it in the right space, by all means, we need more entertainers, more singers, more inspiration. So bring it and come wow. to me. I'll help. I'll help. I'll help make it happen. I'll show you how to set up your your studio. Thank <laughs> you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for being thank so honest. Thank you guys. Yeah, I love so, you. So Honestly, I love so you. Honest. It's amazing. Love you both. Great. Love you both. So, Regardless of this, come visit me. to hear you. Come visit me. Thank you. Have a good day. Or Bye, night, girls. Actually. Yes. Good Have night. Good night. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Oh My God podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews. If this spoke to you, please share the episode with someone you believe would love it just as much as you did. And rate the podcast five stars so we can continue to make content like this for you. If you have a question, suggestion, or interview request, shoot us an email to omgpod at gmail.com. That's omgpod spelled O-H-E-M-G-E-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Until then, shalom. shalom.